from the School of Communication and Media here at Montclair State University. This is the Communication and Media Research Collaboratory, also known as the CMRC. The CMRC uses research and teaching techniques across the field of communication. Hosted by me, Dr. Vanessa Domini, this podcast brings the result of faculty and students working together to solve complex problems and drive the culture forward, covering politics, health, education, and pop culture. For this episode, I am pleased to be here with Dr. Harry W. Haynes. Dr. Haynes is the former chair of communication studies and headed a task force responsible for organizing the new School of Communication and Media here at Montclair State University. He has worked in news and public affairs programming at public and commercial broadcast stations. He teaches a variety of courses, including ones on gender as well as communication theory. Dr. Haynes' research includes the critical analysis of Vietnam War literature, memorials, films, and television programs. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Haynes. Well, thanks very much. It's great to be here, especially in this high-tech environment. Uh, I grew up in an analog world, and the digital world, I must say, is uh, not only more uh, exciting than the analog world, uh, it also looks way cool. Well, you fit right in, if I might say so (laughs) myself. So let's get down to business here, Dr. Haynes. You're currently stewarding a two-year archival research project on the mediated memory of the Vietnam War. How did you get involved in this project? Uh, I have a vested interest in this particular issue, uh, the way the Vietnam War is remembered in a variety of media content, because I are one. Uh, I'm a Vietnam War vet, and so this is not simply a uh, professional uh, interest of mine. Uh, it's also deeply, profoundly personal. Um, veterans of wars uh, take it <laughs> take it as their responsibility to help fashion and help frame how that experience, that life-changing experience, uh, is going to be remembered by future generations. And clearly, that's the impetus for this particular project. Okay, so um, a particular interest to your research are um, and pertinent to this project are the literary exploits of Bill Earhart, or should I say William Daniel Earhart. Um, he's an American poet, writer, scholar, and Vietnam veteran. And he's referred to as, quote, the Dean of Vietnam War Poetry. So can you say a little bit more about why Earhart is at the subject of your research and why this particular moment? Sure. Uh, I should say that Bill Earhart publishes under the name W.D. Earhart. He uses his initials. And anybody listening uh, to this uh, who is at all familiar with Vietnam War literature, poetry, including the films, including uh, certainly critical uh, essays, is very familiar with Earhart. Uh, It's impossible to do the kind of critical analysis that I do on the Vietnam War without dealing with Earhart's work, uh, which I discovered uh, when I was newly arrived in New York City following my experience in, in uh, Vietnam, uh, walking around New York City thinking that I was the only weird Vietnam War vet in the world. Uh, and then, uh, happily, uh, I, I came across Bill Earhart's poetry. And uh, for me, seriously, it was quite liberating because it was then I understood, no, I'm not the only screwed up guy in Brooklyn. 
uh, as a result of the Vietnam War. There are a whole lot of us. And uh, Earhart at that time was giving voice to what is now identified as post-traumatic stress mm -hmm. syndrome. Uh, his poetry is uh, gut-wrenching. It is unforgiving. It is relentless. It's tenacious. Uh, and it reminds me, and I think a, a number of other people, of the kind of poetry that came out of World War I. Uh, Sassoon, uh, Wilfred Owen, uh, people like that, as well as the visual art that came out of World War I, uh, particularly the uh, visualizations that were done by Otto Dix and various other artists who did time in the trenches. Uh, Vietnam War veterans, in my opinion, have much more in common with World War I veterans than with World War II uh, veterans. And uh, I think uh, Earhart would probably agree with that. Uh, since discovering his, his work uh, many years ago in Brooklyn, I, uh, I got to know him. Uh, because I started including references to his poetry and also to his memoir, memoirs uh, in the critical essays that I was writing very early in my academic career about uh, such great cinematic achievements as Rambo II, uh, The Green Berets by uh, John Wayne, which, by the way, has absolutely nothing to do with Vietnam. Um, and uh, I found it almost impossible to do that kind of work on the cinematic memory uh, of the war without including Bill Earhart's voice. Yeah. And uh, fortunately, uh, the uh, person uh, who did all of the research work on the original PBS series on the Vietnam War, it was titled uh, Vietnam, A Television History, mm. which goes way back. Uh, a guy named Larry Lichty, um, a, uh, a brilliant uh, academic uh, researcher uh, on, on the war, put me in contact with Bill Earhart. And that was the beginning of a beautiful friendship. You know, we've been Humphrey Bogart and Claude Rains uh, <laughs> ever, ever since. So this archival research project, though, takes you into, um, for lack of a better metaphor, the bowels of the Special Collections Department at LaSalle University in Pennsylvania, which, by the way, houses one of the most extensive collections of multimedia artifacts from the Vietnam War. Um, but it sounds like your, your um, exploration is primarily textual, right? So it plays off these other media forms, but it, your focus in the Special Collections is primarily just textual. Is that... Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's correct. Uh, I uh, I should say that the archive, the Vietnam War archive in the library at LaSalle University down in Philadelphia is a remarkable depository of the popular memory of the Vietnam War. Mm -hmm. Anybody doing any kind of research on the films, on the novels, uh, the, the music, some of which is really quite obscure – uh, sooner or later finds his or her way uh, to Philly uh, to work with a guy named John Bakey, also a Vietnam vet. He was an MP in uh, Vietnam, uh, who who is uh, now the archivist uh, emeritus. I think I got it uh, right. Um, but uh, it it is really quite thrilling to work in, to walk into that archive because as soon as you figure out what is there, you understand. You're surrounded. You're immersed in the memory of the Vietnam War, 
And these are this is not the diplomatic side. It's not the the uh, military side, uh, the political side. No, it's all about the popular memory, and it has to do with textual uh, interpretations. Bill Earhart, uh, like uh, most of us Vietnam vets, is getting on a little bit in life. And uh, so he came to the conclusion that, well, now's the time to take all of his papers and put them in that archive. That's what I'm working with. So I should mention, too, that the they have a digital collection, so you can actually access some of the, the digital media from, you don't have to go to Philadelphia, although I highly recommend it, but it's at digitalcollections.lasalle.edu, and so you're able to get a taste of some of their um, artifacts. Um, where are you in the process of this two-year project? Well, uh, it has expanded uh, since I, uh, I dropped in uh, on this, and I'm uh, certain now it's going to be more than a two-year uh, project. Uh, what I am doing is working my way through Bill Earhart's papers. Uh, that is a daunting task. There are crates of papers uh, he, he has been and continues to be in contact with everyone uh, who has any interest at all in the history or the interpretation of the Vietnam War. He, uh, he has uh, carried on correspondence. He actually writes letters to people, detailed letters. And so uh, what begins to develop in these documents which uh, he has given uh, to the archive is um, a, a decade-by-decade um, appreciation or critique of the American experience in Vietnam with a variety of people, all of them, uh, well, most of them anyway, really big-name people, other uh, writers, other uh, researchers, uh, artists like Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen is uh, one of his correspondents. Uh, Daniel Ellsberg uh, is is in there. Bill Earhart is, uh, from from my point of view, right at the center of the sense making of, of the war, which which we're still trying to do. We're still still trying to make sense of the American experience in Vietnam. I remember on a, a trip to uh, Vietnam uh, many years ago, back in 1986. I was a member of uh, the very first American academic team that got in to the country uh, ap- after the war. This is 1986. So we're traveling around. We're being uh, treated uh, very well indeed. Uh, we met with the uh, Minister of State uh, in uh, Hanoi. And uh, I will never forget the moment when an academic at the University uh, of uh, Hanoi uh, asked uh, in French, and it was translated uh, for us, um, why did you Americans come here to begin with? You know, why did you do this? And, and we all looked at each other, all of us academics. You know, we get paid by the paragraph, right? So it's you usually have to shut us up, right? We all looked at each other and went, <laughs> we don't know. And, and I, think, uh, <clears throat> I think we're still trying to figure that out. It sounds like there's also a meta, a meta communication or meta language associated with um, Bill Earhart's continued conversation about making sense of the yeah. Vietnam War. It's sort of ongoing. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I think you're uh, quite right uh, about that. And and for somebody like Bill, Bill, I uh, should tell you, was a combat vet. I'm not. Bill, Bill was a uh, Marine uh, who fought 
at uh, the Battle of Way during the Tet Offensive. If there are Vietnam vets out there, they know how horrific that was. Uh, Bill saw uh, a lot of action and uh, was traumatized uh, by that uh, experience. And so for him, his uh, much of his artistic uh, production uh, as, a, as a grown-up person on the face of the earth uh, has to do with trying to figure out what happened to him and to members of his generation in, in Vietnam. And this, this need is shared by many of us. My God, I have an academic career based on it. I, the, the, uh, you know, my uh, grad school chums, you know, that I went to school with many years ago, every once in a while I run into them at conferences, and one of them will say, you know, in a, a, a kind of <clears throat> picky way, uh, gee, Harry, uh, it's a good thing we had that war. You wouldn't have an academic <laughs> career otherwise. Well, I don't know about that, but I am curious to know, since you are a Vietnam vet and a profound communication scholar, that's my professional opinion, um, what's the most challenging thing thus far about this project for you? Uh, Keeping the personal involvement in check. Uh, And uh, I've learned how to do that. I've had to learn. Uh, how to do that. Otherwise, uh, my academic work and also my teaching uh, would simply become nothing more than an exercise in polemics, and mm-hmm. we don't need that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just trying to keep this at a distance. And when I entered into this project, I spoke with the archivist, John Bakey, about this very thing. Mm-hmm. And he, he said, you know, the fact, that y- the fact that you brought this up is simply one more indication of why you're the one to do it. Uh, because anybody who knows uh, Earhart, writing about Earhart, uh, is, is going to risk that. And uh, he said, Harry, don't worry. I used to be an MP. I'll, I'll keep you straight. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what are the fruits that you hope to harvest from this project, assuming that it will end at some point? What do you hope it will yield? Well, uh, two things. Uh, the, uh, and we all, and uh, glory be to God, we already have commitment from a publisher, right? As a mm-hmm. fellow academic, you know how, mm-hmm. how absolutely golden mm-hmm. that is. So all we need to do is uh, finish the book and provide the, uh, the manuscript, and mm-hmm. then the editing process will uh, take hold. But it's always great to have a publisher lined up and ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to that, I have also spoken with a colleague here, whom you know mm-hmm. uh, as well, Steve McCarthy, uh, who is a gifted videographer mm-hmm. and who has worked for every, uh, virtually every news organization in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. He's uh, superb. He also teaches uh, at uh, Montclair State University. We're going to collaborate on a video documentary uh, on Bill Earhart. And... Uh, and I hope Bill's not listening to this. <laughs> Does he know? Does he know <laughs> he, this? <laughs> well, you may know now. Uh, but uh, we're, uh, we're, uh, I am going to pitch an offer that I don't think he can refuse. Uh, <laughs> because over the years, uh, Bill Earhart has complained uh, righteously uh, about how he has been used in a variety of documentaries, including the most recent one by Ken Burns that uh, mm-hmm. was uh, broadcast over uh, uh, several nights on uh, PBS. Uh, really, you can't do a documentary on the Vietnam War without Earhart. He's, sooner or later, he's got to show up. 
Uh, but Bill is very sensitive about how he has been edited hmm. over the years. What we're going to do is pitch this idea to him. Bill, we want to do a documentary on your work, and you get the final cut. Hmm. So what, whatever we produce, it's going to be good. Uh, you are the one who is going to have the final say over the vision and the content. And then that documentary is going to be placed uh, in the archive for future generations. Uh, and I'm thinking that uh, it's, it's going to be a very significant contribution to our understanding of the, the history of the war. I wish that we had something like that uh, on uh, Siegfried Sassoon and on Wilfred Owen and uh, Otto Dix as well and uh, some of the other uh, German painters uh, who came out of that uh, horror show the uh, static trenches in in Europe uh, that really constituted a, a, a kind of meat grinder that uh, uh, that we can barely imagine at, at this point because we're we're so far away from it um, I think that if if we had uh, that kind of uh, personal attachment to those great artists who were who were totally traumatized I mean just, the 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 trauma is uh, almost uh, indescribable uh, uh, for those artists. It might help us avoid the next catastrophe, and uh, that's uh, that's what McCarthy and I are are hoping for. And I'm sure that uh, at the heart of the matter, that's what Earhart's work has been about from the get go. Don't do it again. Well, it sounds like the documentary will be um, a lovely capstone to this uh, LaSalle uh, project. So um, I also want to mention that in 2015, you discussed your own penned war memoir and your role as a gay anti-war soldier in Vietnam as part of um, our colloquium series here in the School of Communication and Media. And um, your presentation was uh, titled Sex and Violence in Vietnam, a Memoir. And I will tell our listeners that they can read more about that and your service um, in the September 2017 issue of the Montclarian. Um, and you can also visit the uh, Communication and Media Research Collaboratory website at cmrcollaboratory.org to read more. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Haynes. It has been a pleasure. Uh, my pleasure, too. And I just want to tell you, my memoir is completed and it is very hot. I bet. And on that note, that's it for this episode. Thanks for joining us. Thanks.